What's up, guys? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's completely free. Not only is it free, but there are also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, they'll be able to distribute your podcast for you on all the famous platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. If you guys are creatives and want to get after it, I highly suggest using Anchor. What up, what up? What up? You got Logan. Saeed. Zaid. Thank you very much for joining us for episode 13. 13, boy. I think we're going to start getting a little bit more, um, how could you say, excited about the uploads. We're going to be probably doing more like three to four a week, hopefully. hopefully. Yes, sir. So we'll give you guys some more content. Yeah. You just hear our voices more often. Exactly. Basically, Monday, whenever we meet at the studio, we have a conversation we already find ourselves having conversations that are great for the podcast, so we might as well use it to our benefit. Exactly. So right before we started recording, we were having a little conversation about population troubles and stuff like that, which I think we've talked about on the show before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we talked about how um, like overpopulation in India is leading to like severe droughts across like the nation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. For example, I think it was like their sixth largest city left a couple hundred thousand people without water. Oh my God. Which is rough. And um, yeah, rough to say the least. We were talking about how there's like growing resentment in China, uh, like the people versus the government, for instance, uh, especially over the coronavirus. And even in Hong Kong, it switched over to the coronavirus as like a big topic of um, protests and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But we're sticking to China right now. And how do you think that they're going down? Chinese government, you think they're going to flip from like, I, they say they're like a democratic republic mm-hmm. of China, but it it definitely is more socialist, I believe. Yeah. Do you think that they're going to switch over from that to like, you know, a normal democracy or anytime soon, you think maybe? If, if there was a country that had the potential to do so, I think China would be, would be the one just because there are so many people. Like you compare that to the amount of people in the government, it's like... Yeah. I think their military, they have like 4 million active servicemen, if I remember correctly. And then like a half a million to a million in reserve. So think about like, let's just say theoretically 5 million uh, servicemen, right? Yeah. Versus like the one point. But we've seen, we've seen that police, like if the cause is good enough, they'll transition over towards the people because they understand that it's within their own benefit. I think China's a little different with their police. Really? Like they're definitely much more loyal to the government. Like they're they're agents of the government, which is obviously the case in the United States too. Like the Mm. policemen work for the government, but we were talking about how in, um, I believe it's Virginia, they were trying to pass the law where they were banning um, firearms or there was something about red flag laws where if the police suspect you of anything, they'll just come and raid your house of all your guns and stuff like that. It's crazy. And uh, I think, was it like 10, 20,000 people showed up to protest that? Like military gear and full on ARs and the cops were letting them roam because even the police were like, yeah, we abide or we stand by the second amendment. If they were to pass this law, it would be a complete violation and we're just going to let them do it. We're not stopping them. <laughs> I mean, nobody was hurt. No shots were fired. Like with that many guns and that many people, everything was actually re- relatively peaceful for yeah, the most part. Yeah, because human beings know how to get get along with each other for the most part. And also, everybody has a gun. So <laughs> yeah, it's seriously. like if one person starts acting up, you got like 19,999 <laughs> other people. Think about the Wild West. Now, there, w- there was a lot of, you know, fighting going on, but they had certain strategies to... Like, as a last resort, you'd have a duel with someone. Mm-hmm. So, like, you would actually shoot it out and test each other's skill set in order to see who wins, who becomes the victor, the victorious one. But, yeah, it's just like human beings get together. Yeah, it's like normally back in the day, and even in not necessarily like cowboy time, but, like, even in the 50s and up until, like, the 90s, or maybe even the 80s, actually, realistically, early 90s, I don't know, you used to just get the shit beat out of you. 
Like, it's like, I feel like kids nowadays, they just kind of turn to guns so fast. They're just like, oh, I got a problem. Bang, bang. And then it's like, yeah, I mean, our boy Saeed over here almost got stabbed. <laughs> <Target party. laughs> over a lighter, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but <sighs> What are your thoughts, buddy? Yeah. What are you thinking about right now, man? I don't know. I feel like that is the way to go, honestly. You know, is to get rid of all the guns. No, get rid of no, not get rid of all the guns. But what I'm saying is that um, your first thought should be like man to man fighting instead of like weapon to man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I feel like man to man, even if you lose the fight, like you still got the shit beat out of you. You know, and then you're probably Mm -hmm. gonna develop obvious resentment but at the same time like there might be a shred of respect that's built up you're like you know what maybe i was being a dick i deserve that yeah. what do what do ufc fighters and boxers at the end of their match do shake hug yeah. shake hands exactly yeah and usually they're the nicest to each other unless it's mcgregor and khabib then oh, you just yeah, do a they're, flying they're kick over the, no, dude, over the that shit was insane dude i love that fight man did you watch that live yeah hell yeah dude well i was with my friends that uh, was so nuts that he just jumped off of it he's like dude it's, it was crazy you like, know what it reminded me of what you remember that scene in nacho libre towards the end where he no, dies yes. off and he eagle glides the air. <laughs> nacho. I believe in science. <laughs> I, I believe in science. <laughs> That's such an OG movie. These are <laughs> They have it on Netflix and I watched it for the first time the other day and it's like it's so immature but it's still super funny. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's because we're dudes, dude. That's true. Dude, A lot boys of humor will be boys. is immature. No, no, my sister loves that movie though. Yeah, but like I know. Well, it's because we grew up with it too. That's true. But also, we're just really into immature shit. Like that shit makes us laugh still. You know what I mean? We make jokes about shitting. We make jokes yeah, about dude. All different types. Of <laughs> like Logan can walk in here and just like bust a fart real quick, and like would you know we get a chuckle out yeah, of it. Yeah, you probably giggle. A little and, bit. And, and, then, and here's the thing too: women do that as well. They laugh <sighs> at their own fuckery as well. Yeah, it's that's ju- true. It's just different. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I guess well, this is obvious. Guy and girl culture are like two totally different things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, dude, that one scene where he's like out on a rat, like he's out on a freaking uh, little dinghy, like a rowboat mm-hmm. with this like trippy, <laughs> yeah. this trippy like dude who's in like full leather gear and he's got like this crazy brimmed hat with like an eagle feather in it. And he's like, the power of the eagle is in the York. <laughs> and so he like climbs this mountain, like this cliffside, finds these eagle eggs and just busts one open. So it's a swan dive. <laughs> oh, shit. That's some majestical shit right there. Okay, dude. So if you were an animal, what would you be? Spirit animal? Mm-hmm. I, this is a beautiful question. I actually love this question a lot. What would you... I feel like you'd be... Haven't we talked about this? Isn't yours like a panther? I'm... Uh, well, we've discussed this yeah. off off the mic. Just just us. Oh, two. yeah. Off the mic. Sorry. With with specific events, but um, basically any any type of feline, like large feline. So panther, lion, cheetah. Um, puma. Jaguar. Yeah. Puma. Any any one of those. She's not a liar, but she a cheetah. <laughs> because think, dude, they're just monsters. Like the agility, the speed, the, the amount of muscle, like especially as an athlete, I, I actually take inspiration from that. That's, you'd have a crazy jaw too. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> There's this, uh, I've always, this is so American to say, but like I always wanted to be either a like a bald eagle <laughs> or this, uh, there's this other type of hawk that when it dives down, like if it, you know, cruises up in the air and it sees something it wants and it dives, it does like 200 miles an hour plus. <sighs> what? Yeah. Mid dive, so I think I'd want to be that dude. The original fighter jets, <laughs> birds. It's like the psych death, you know. You just dive two hundred, you plummet two hundred miles per hour. Yeah. Oh my god. Psych. Cruising. That's ins- and their eyesight too, huh? Oh, it's off the charts, and they're huge. Like they're scary. Like, have you stood next to a bald eagle before? That yeah, they're fucking giant. Yeah, their wingspan is about mm. as tall as you, if not bigger. They're enormous birds, and they're loud. Dang. How uh, how tall are their bodies only without the wings? I would honestly say, like, the one that I stood next to when I was probably 16 or 17, and I was, like, still 5'10", mm-hmm. was as big as from my waist to my head. Holy oh shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
and we heard one screech, and I thought I was going to go deaf. I remember they are hearing one. so loud. It's unbelievable. I don't know where it comes from in there, but the <laughs> Where did you see one? Um, there's this uh, like off-roading tour that you can do on Catalina. Shout, I wish I could remember the company, but like it was really cool. You, they get you in these like overbuilt Jeeps, so there's like four or there's two rows in the back and then there's like obviously driver and passenger but those two rows in the back have i think either three or four seats mm-hmm. and dude you're hanging off cliffs at some of these points wow and the drivers just know they're like oh it's whatever like just cruising <laughs> but um like you pick wild cherries you go see the buffalo that are on the island um he just takes you to all the spots, That's right? Insane. It's That's insane. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And one of the stops was um an eagle sanctuary. <sighs> Dang. Yeah. And I have so well, much respect for that. <laughs> like you just you just get to pull up onto some dinosaurs basically. They are majestic to look at. Yeah. Like the word majestic properly applies to an eagle or like a big hawk, in my opinion. Even like I wouldn't say a vulture is majestic, but if you mm. see like a vulture actually eating something like out in the desert or down by like where I used to grow up, there'd be a few every now and then. Mm-hmm. They are enormous. Like they if I are. hit it with my car, it'd mess up my car. Like that's how big they oh, are. Dang. And they fly, like they're birds. Like they take off. Yeah. It's so weird to watch them fly. Wow. They're literally flying pieces yeah. of art. Yeah. They're strong too, which blows my mind because they're birds. Yeah. What about did. you? What animal would you be? Did you answer? No, uh, No, I did not, but... Um, I don't know. I've always been a fan of the sharks. Mm. You want to be... Sharks ancient. are my second besides... I want to be, be ancient scary. Yes. Same thing as like a crocodile. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like I would... Uh, how the hell would I relate to that? But <laughs> There's nothing more terrifying than being in water, um, especially in an unknown area, yes. and having no idea mm-hmm. what the fuck is in there. It's pretty terrifying. It's a really scary thought. Especially in areas that are um, more murky than others. Oh, God. Like off the coast of um, California in particular, because that's what I can mostly speak about. Mm -hmm. Even if you go like two miles offshore, right? You get into the water and you look down and you can see like maybe 50 feet like max. Yeah. And I know that sounds like a lot, but you have to realize it could be like 400 to 500 feet deep. Yep. And you actually, actually two miles off, probably deeper than that. Dropping now, off. now do sharks always, they nibble at you, correct? To see if you're actually food? Not really. Or do they just fucking just take a down sample. under, just dive up? Dude. Sometimes they don't even go down under. If a shark's usually going to attack you, they come in sideways so that they can chomp you. Yeah. Sideways, okay. Yeah, so if it's heading like directly at you, realize when it opens its mouth, it can't really get it around you. Yeah, yeah. So point. like if you're terrified, just punch it in the gills, and that's essentially like punching someone in the lungs. Oh. And then they just get disoriented and they dip out. <laughs> you just got to punch a great yeah, like, shark, bro. You got to do it. But There's punching no- underwater... You better hope it's in the air, dude. <laughs> dude, a punch ain't going to do shit underwater. <laughs> Can you imagine Saeed coming down from the bottom of the ocean like those Nat Geo videos? Going up for one of the seals? Just gets swallowed. Dude. <laughs> Just No, dude. Saeed wants to be the that. Megalodon, bro. <laughs> yeah, dude. He wants to be scary and rare. Oh, uh, yeah. Exactly. You think they're still out there? Fear me. The Megalodon? Honestly, dude. Well... After looking out the window of an airplane, and then you're going through like four hours of pure ocean. Yeah, he has a good point. You don't, dude. The, the, what? How? How much have we discovered of the ocean? Like oh, what? Not like, less than the literally basically nothing. nothing. Yeah. Basically nothing, and that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we already know so much, yeah. but we know so little so at the same time. The fact that we're still discovering fish and other uh, creatures mm-hmm. is actually crazy. I think it's like a couple, th- like a thousand or a thousand plus species a year. Mm-hmm. Think yeah. about think about Mariana's Trench, the what deepest point. Uh, I believe it's the deepest point in the ocean. Um, it's the deepest point of Earth's surface, if you want to get technical. In the ocean, yes. But Megalodon like, could easily live there, easily. I don't know. I don't think that they're. Um, so they have a. I believe what are they called? Like swim bladders or something. I, I wish I could remember from my from my um, uh, senior year of oceanography. (laughs) I think they're called swim bladders and like that regulates uh, basically their um, 
Y axis mm-hmm. in a way. And so sometimes if they go down too deep, their swim bladders can explode and they just sink to the bottom and die. But mm. it's the megalodon. It's the superior shark. Yeah, but like even whales don't go down that deep. Like that's, you know how much pressure that is okay. to put onto like a body? Mm. So that's why all the fish down there look like aliens. Mm. They're all so light and like hollow for the most part that they can handle stuff like that. Especially those those videos of the gel, jellyfish, like the the ones that light up, like the neon ma- signs. Yeah, the are killer those, ones. No, those are <laughs> man of wars. I forget what those ones are. Those are beautiful. The like the neon jellyfish. <laughs> and what's even what's even crazier is like I don't know if this is a camera effect or this is what they actually do, but it looks like the color. It's like an RGB scale. Yeah. But it moves up the side of them. Yeah. yeah. Like that stuff. It's like those cheap neon lights that you get on Amazon <laughs> on the side of a jellyfish. It's like at the the local dollar shop. Neon sign. Yeah. <laughs> Looks so ratchet. <laughs> ratchet ass jellyfish. Shit. <laughs> what would a ratchet ass jellyfish? The ones you were just talking about. Would have a bandana. <laughs> would have a bandana. <laughs> <laughs> Those things. The ones that really trip me out are the um, angler fish. Those Which are the dude. Are those are the ones that have like the antenna that comes out of their oh, head with the, the light glowing one? blue yeah. light. Yeah, that thing is scary. Dude. Those are straight prehistoric. That's the that's the Finding Nemo one, right? Yes, mm. the Finding Nemo one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those things are terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> have you ever seen them shot with like perfect lighting? Usually they're only mm-hmm. shot in the dark, but yeah, perfect lighting. It's 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 absolutely terrifying. Yeah. yeah, because, I mean, have you seen one, like, on a wall that somebody mounted, even if it's a fake one? No. There's this, um, like, the fish itself is as big as your head. Like, it's actually bigger than that because the tail extends past it. But imagine if, like, a human head extended into a point behind it. Ooh. Like, they're huge, like, surprisingly big. And their jaws, when they open up, they open up, like, so wide. Yeah. They can eat such big fish. <laughs> For such small fish, they can, you know. I know, right? Yeah, it's a crazy world out there. In we the love discussing deep. crazy things. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm still thinking about it. And it's just like how large the ocean is just blows my mind. You know what would be, you know what I think our generation needs? Hmm. We need like a planet Earth, but with like Odessa stuff. Like Odessa oh. style music in the back, oh, where it's like yeah. really space, it's like an even spacier version of Odessa. Like that would not, be everything. That would be, that's that would, that's so catered to millennials, it's beautiful. <laughs> Odessa is, is stunning, to say the least. I know, that's, that's great music. I, I love that he just, he kind of makes a soundscape. Mm-hmm. More than it is like an EDM or house thing the majority mm. of the time, I feel. It's like he builds a world with audio, mm. which is fantastic. I love it so much. Every song is a different little like space that you can go to. It's cool. I love him. Big Goat as a fan. No, it's just one person. Is it just one person? Odessa? I, th- I think, think it's so. a group. No? Or no, two. Two people. Two is people. it two people? Yeah. Oh, okay. I believe so. What I have no saying? idea. I just enjoy the music. Yeah. I should probably learn more about the art. Wait, is that Odessa? I don't know. Yeah. It? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know what... Uh, I forgot, I forgot what, what song no, name, I thought but... the original version was by Galantis. I'm, I'm or is the original version Odessa? No, I that think much. it was Odessa. Galantis made that... I wanna run away. No, no, that's Galantis, yeah. That's yeah. Galantis. I thought he did the original... Oh, no, you're right. That's totally Odessa. Yeah, there we go. That's 100% Odessa. Trust. You got me tripping, dude. I was tripping for a second. (laughs) I was like 100%. And then when you said it, I was like, okay, maybe 70%. (laughs) Odessa. How many dudes are in Odessa? I'm curious. Actually, it's not even anymore. You know know how we were talking about how the body only processes a certain amount of protein? I've I've read uh, 35 grams at a given time, yeah. I just got an email. Um from one of the Twitter gurus. Oh God. The 30 grams of protein myth. Hmm. <laughs> Cause it's not 30. No, it's- but this person actually says good shit. So I, I trust, I'm go- going to read it, but I trust him. So you trust a dude on Twitter more than scientific literature? Well, it depends on what Ooh. kind of scientific. <laughs> it depends on what kind of literature you have. Um, what if I told because you- Because studies, studies are complicated. This guy was Bill Nye. 
Bill Nye is not even a scientist. I know. He has like an I'm, engineering degree. Like I'm just trying just, to say that Zade's a fucked up kid. <laughs> <laughs> Did you did you see the video of Bill Nye saying fuck or like cussing? Or oh something? yeah, yeah you yeah. know what he was on, right? It was like a skit on I think Jimmy Kimmel, where he's like, "Global warming isn't hard. The fucking Earth will be on fire." Like he yeah. just was like popping off, and everybody in the audience was like, "Yes, yes, we remember you from our childhood." Breach. I doubt that was on Jimmy Kimmel though, but no, I swear to God, I think it was Jimmy. Um, what the? He it wasn't was straight cussing, dude. No, 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 not found. No, they bleeped it out on air. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, I think it was Kimmel. It was. Kimmel Kimmel, not Fallon. Let me double check that. But like, yeah, I'm like, I'm 90% sure it was Jimmy Kimmel because that's more up his alleyway. Uh, Fallon, Fallon's way more family friendly. than. Fuck that. it. We'll say, mm. we'll say uh, yeah. him. Well, thank you. Thank you. That song is now stuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. What's yeah, dude. Th- okay. So most places say about the 30 grams of protein myth thing that it's not actually 30 it's 35 so that is a you know a distinct difference mm-hmm. in my opinion at least like that's a pretty healthy amount mm-hmm. what is that like 15% more what you're talking about um I, the usual statistic is 30 to 35 yeah mm. i thought i was always under the impression that it was closer to like 40 which 40 is a that's a lot to take in in one sitting as well but like for, for him to say it's like 30 grams is a myth, I feel like that could be a little misleading at times. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, it's an email headline. <laughs> I'm not trying to like call this guy out by any means. You know, I don't know what research yeah. he's looking into and stuff like that. But from the research papers that I've actually looked at, I just, you know, 35 okay, to 40. Okay, so what's the myth exactly? What about 30 grams? That your body only processes a speci- only a certain amount of protein in one sitting for a meal. In one sitting? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, because that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense if it's one sitting, but... But, like, going back to my two pound, almost two-pound steak. So you're saying my body... So I either shit or piss the rest out. Or it turns into... Um, it's fat? You either... Yeah, or fat, probably. Yeah. It's, it's excess energy. I think it just depends on your body, too. Well, um, that makes sense because excess protein can actually stimulate insulin. Yeah, but I've been hearing that for, like, years now, like seven, eight years, where everyone just tells you basically that mm-hmm. um, you don't take in all the protein. You basically shit 60% of it out and like 70% of it. In other words, have a fucking reasonable meal. <laughs> or spread it yeah. out. Just yeah, spread, spread it out it throughout out. the day. Yeah. If you actually want to get it all. Yeah, right? I mean, you should have a daily intake, you know, but mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong. Like, who cares if you shit it out? You're still going to eat more protein for lunch, dinner, <laughs> yes. and then post-dinner and a snack. So, like... What's the recommended Seriously? amount of protein for, like... For example, like a hundred and eighty-five pound American, or just a hundred eighty-five pound person. I, th- I think the healthiest range is like zero point six to zero point nine. Um, what is it? Grams per body weight? Per pound of body per, weight? Yeah. Six grams. No, no, zero point six to zero point nine. Okay, okay. Sorry, that's <laughs> six per. All right. So according to this, the, this website is called Healthline Nutrition. It mm-hmm. says. Uh, the dietary reference intake or the DRI is a 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight or 0.36 grams per pound. Mm. So I weigh probably like 170 right now, let's just say. So like, let's do 170 times 0.36. It says I need 61.2 grams of protein per day. No, you need more than that. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. I mean, I've also heard estimates that you're supposed to take your body weight, divide it by two, and that's what you get. It depends on the person too. And I've also been told that I need one gram of protein for every pound of, uh, like every pound of weight that I have. What the hell? That's what well, for I, me, for example, I'm like one uh, right now. I'm 150. Okay, yeah. um, I don't need as much protein as you because you weigh more. Exactly. You're just phys- you're physically bigger than me. Also, I mean, it also determines or also depends on like intent of what you want to do with it, right? Yeah. So, for instance, the one gram of protein per pound of weight is uh, one that my dad recommended to me and he used to be a bodybuilder mm-hmm. and he's like that's what I used to do I wasn't really counting as much back in the day but when it came like down to showtime essentially where he needed to slim down mm-hmm. he's like that was the methodology I went with 
And his body is the example that it works. <laughs> yeah, it works Seriously. great for him. And Arnold um, in like old documentaries like Pumping Iron, <laughs> it was like he said to take your body weight and divide it by two, which I think for him that's unreasonable. Like he needs way more than that to stimulate growth. Dude, Arnold's an amazing person. Recently I've been watching his funny videos on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, from when he was uh, acting. Dude. <laughs> Not just acting, even, even uh, the bodybuilding like – uh, documentary he did it was so hilarious you just like you see him making fun of people like you know poking jokes at the competitors yeah it's, like you saw the one where he went on a like a like a talk show and he was they had like a bench there and he was teaching him stuff yeah he's just oh. so jacked bro he's bigger than the entire audience combined with the show host <laughs> and then like is that what the one where the host was like ridiculously thin yeah and it was just like, like well, he'd never worked out a day. Yeah. Yes. He was, um, he was an English dude mm. and Such he was just contrast. very, very scrawny. And it was just funny because he like lays him down. He's like, like this. And it's, and it, to see this like today, you know, we know everything about bench pressing and all that stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. back then you got to realize that he, Arnold was one of the few that was doing it so he was kind of yeah. coming up with this stuff too yeah kind of like skating and they like, were like perfecting it yeah like so rodney true. mullen and skateboarding for example exactly you know what i mean like he's creating tricks um basically so it was just funny watching him like go up and down on the on the bench press he's like oh wow i really feel the stimulation you know like <laughs> and arnold's like you pathetic loser you know i like, feel stimulated yeah but you know that kind of reminds me of a little bit mm. have you ever like done any research into the history of like running in the united states and i know that sounds stupid you're like you've been running like since the dawn of time what else is new i mean running as an activity like uh, people not who, specifically people who used to do it back in the day like right when um like they would just go out and run in the city for giggles mm -hmm. people used to think they were crazy they're like what are you doing yeah it makes yeah. a lot of sense to me i know they're like, like why are you you're exercising they're, yeah they're, you know what's funny super you know what's funny that. we're at that point right now in this country no. there's a difference people understand the importance of exercise they just don't want to do it yeah so they well, like, they develop a disgust usually of, of people who are in shape. Well, I don't think it's, it's disgust. Not, I think it's resentment. It's resentment Probably and jealousy resentment, yeah. and just, it's like they envy it because they don't have the will to do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they're like, how well, can also, this guy wake up and like do it and make it seem so seamless? But I have a hard time getting yeah, up. No, no, well, also some people, they just don't give a shit. Like they're totally content with yeah, yeah. who they are and what they're doing. And yeah. All the power to you, man. Like, Seriously, do you? Yeah, all we all we want is for you to live longer, yeah. and healthier. You but know. Here's uh, one of my favorite clips since uh, before we shut down oh, uh, dude, the Arnold, <laughs> the Arnold talk here. It's this from a movie close. called Sabotage. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but just just check it out. Adrenaline junkies that mean absolutely nothing to this department. I would take a bullet for this guy's. You take a bullet, would you take 10 million bucks? Would you take 10 million? Where's the body? Don't fucking scream at me. Where's you the body? Fuck you. Look at you. With your fucking 48% body fat and you scrum the little bastard. Oh, oh my God. With your fucking 48% body fat. Jesus body. Christ. And it goes on the loop. It goes on I love how the, at the end you just hear the guy go, go to the gym, John. <laughs> Does he actually say I that? I swear. <laughs> Go to the gym, John. <laughs> like, fuck you and your 48% body fat. But dude, that's what fucking men need. Like, you approach women in a different way. Yeah. To persuade them. But men need, like, that harsh... They need that harsh um, reality. Yeah. Uh, it's like, half this guy's body is fat. I don't know if you guys realized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um... Oh, man. Yeah, he was he was an intense character for a while. Anyway, um, I think we're gonna cut it here for uh, um, ads. And yeah, we'll yeah, cut it here we'll for ads. the mid rolls. Cool, cool. Uh, see you guys in a sec. Peace. Peace. That's good. Welcome back, everybody. Yeah, we had yeah. a good time with some of those mid rolls. Yes, uh sir. -huh. And um, we were actually having a little discussion about investing and is it important to get into at a younger age or should you just kind of invest your money into whatever you know keeps you happy instead mm. of what makes it grow so zade you kind of have some experience with this as of recent so do you want to give your side of the story kick of course. us off please um i'm actually going to go a different route uh, than 
a different route than you think. So when I think of investing, I think the most important thing is an investment in oneself. Now, what does that mean? An investment in um, your understanding of the world, your health, uh, your finances, everything, just to become a better human being. But when it comes to financial investing, I am a big supporter of long-term thinking um, because at the end of the day, that does differentiate you from people who just think for the short term. Okay, so you kind of changed your stance from the other day then. Well, no, that's that's not a change in my stance. I'm just when we were speaking specifically. Oh, you you left out the other half, which is the long term thing. Mm, I, I was mainly speaking about not focusing on retirement as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Like this whole pushing off my retirement, like until I'm 75. Um, you know, I'm going to get this certain amount of money. But I do understand the importance of like exponential growth and investing over the long term. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I just don't want to place such an emphasis on that right now. Right now, it's more about building the early 20s up. Yeah. So ba- so when we were having this discussion yesterday, it kicked off with you mentioning how you got rid of it. Was, did you use Acorns or Robinhood? Which one was it? Well, actually, for, for the IRA? No, for like the, the stock. Oh, that market. was Cash App. You're using Cash App to invest? Yeah, they have an oh. investing option. Oh, I had no idea. All it's right. It's beautiful. Dang, that's crazy. Okay, so you're using Cash App to invest, and then um, you had an IRA or? IRA on the on the side as well. Okay, and so you said you closed your IRA. Basically. And then what does basically mean? Well, so you I took t- all the money out yeah, of it? Yeah, I took most of the money out. So what's in, uh, don't say that. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> don't say that, but so you have a, you reduced your IRA. Mm-hmm. by taking the money out. You got rid of all your investments on Cash App. Mm-hmm. And my question to you was why? And then you said what you just said, which was like you're investing in the right now primarily mm-hmm. instead of the long term. Yeah. And then my comeback to that was you're investing like a very minute amount, like not even maybe pennies on the dollar mm-hmm. for this time. So at least for me, I was like, I say go ahead and invest it. Especially if it's like, um, I think... Acorns and Robinhood do the same thing where they round up your purchase on your credit card and they take that like extra eight cents or whatever and put it into a stock. Yeah, Yeah, like that makes sense to me Mm -hmm. because it's slow building, you know. You might not, if depending on how expensive the stock is, you might not even get one share Mm -hmm. for like a year, but at least you're starting, you know, you're building it and the money will grow eventually over time. And right now is the right time because even if it's small, economy is going down a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this might turn into an investment talk, but (laughs) we're trying to make you money. (laughs) What are your thoughts on investing side? Yeah. We're, um, are you investing currently? I'm planning on investing this year. Um, stocks, uh, not, not so much stocks, dude. Stocks, need, you need to study the crap out of stocks. I don't know why people really just rush into it. It's like you have to watch without the really all the, all the time. Do, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then the thing is, is that it's constantly changing too. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, I understand that there are like, like extreme long-term stocks. You know, mm-hmm. like people that place their money for like 10, 15, 25 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I'm not about that. I'm more into like prop property um having things in your name uh Mm. things like that so for example um if you guys go to like an open house listing right you walk in you see a lot of people that are foreigners you know a lot of them that travel from for example like um south korea they come down here bring their cash and they just start buying land houses things like that that's so true weirdly enough there's um I'm trying to remember if he was Chinese, Japanese, or South Korean. I'll Google it. But he's, like, buying up a shit ton of the, um, like, uh, America's wilderness. Oh, yeah. my God. Because he knows what's underneath it. Like, and yeah. that's... <laughs> well, wait, wait, Jack Ma? Is that who it is? I think the the CEO of, or actually stepped down, well, did Alibaba. He, did he say he was buying it to preserve it? I think he was buying it to, pre- to preserve it. He's not going to use it for, mm. for like fucking oil refinery. Bro, trust me. You know how not. much money is under that ground though? Especially he California. has all the money in the world, dude. That's true. Okay, we'll get to him stepping down because that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, but, I believe he did step down. I don't know why. Shoot. Probably the stock market, dude. But um, Wait, was this recent? Probably like three months, four months, or actually no longer. Yeah. Yeah. Long, to get back to last, yeah. what I was saying, um, 
basically it gets you to think, why do we only think inside the box? Mm-hmm. And why not branch out and do what they're doing and go to like some other place where the economy is getting better, for example, and like buy land there. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. A prime example of that right now is Cuba. Cuba. Mm. Cuba. How so? Um, so, for example, Cuba, we had a um, not like a trade war, I'd say, but we had a what is it called? An em- not an embargo, but what is it where you can't trade with a... Wasn't it an embargo? Was it an embargo? I think it was. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we had an embargo on Cuba for like years, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously we couldn't really do trade. And if you wanted to travel there, you had to go to like another country and then fly into Cuba from there, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever the process was. Now we can just go. Like it's a place that we can go if we want to. Yeah. And that means that American, um, American companies can invest over there. Mm. So there's this like strip of beach in Cuba where they're just trying to like buy, buy, buy this land and yeah. put hotels in there because they think it's going to be a major tourist de- destination within like the next that makes sense. 10 years. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So there's just the, the value of that land is going rising up. Yeah. Point is, uh, if you have a lot of money, buy land in Cuba. <laughs> Don't blame us if you lose money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing that worries me about that is uh, Cuba's really prone to getting like really nasty storms going through. Mm. And the city actually has a very sophisticated like flood warning system where um, if the cities get like way too overflowed or whatever, they know how to move people around. And if they have like way too much tourism, that's going to be a big problem. If, yeah. a, if there's like tourism going on and a storm hits. Or a fucking tsunami. Yeah, that's going to be a big <laughs> problem. Yeah. Moving all those people around. That's my biggest like worry about all that right now. Super happy they opened up though. That was pretty cool. Dude, Glad we. Wait, did Trump drop that or was it Obama? What? The embargo. Uh, I think, it, I think Obama. it was. It was Obama. Was yeah, it? because I remember clearly when people were like, "Yeah, Cuban cigars." You know, <laughs> Cuban cigars. Oh yeah, you're right. God, yeah, that was so long ago. Yeah. Stogies. Some stogies. Let's get some stogies. Some stogies. <laughs> Love a good stogie. Get 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 get. <laughs> Cubans. I'm Cuban. <laughs> How do they speak? Uh, I'm Cuban. You know, like, like fucking, I don't know. No. No? <laughs> I don't think that's I've met a few. Cu- I've met a couple people from Cuba. Not one of them sounded like, no. No. <laughs> I am Cuban. <laughs> that's fucking French, dude. <laughs> Cuba. Le petit, le gentil. Just carrying Aww. a baguette has a gnarly mustache. Yeah. Driving a Vespa. <laughs> dude, imagine French people said, said the word dude. <laughs> dude, dude. <laughs> what are you doing, dude? <laughs> they do though. When I was over there, there was a kid uh, who was born in France, but he spoke he, he spoke English. Yeah, and um, like he had some American slang in there for sure. Mm. It was really funny. He's like, he's like, I learned it from TV and yeah. and TV. movies, movies. <laughs> 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 Welcome, dude. Yeah. Language is a funny thing. Language is interesting. I heard Afrikaans for the first time the other day. Afrikaans? How does yeah, that sound? It's what a is- language that's primarily spoken in regions of South Africa. Mm. Um, it's its own language, but it sounded like six or seven different languages put together. I heard words that sounded like German. I heard words that sounded wow. like French. I heard things that sounded it like it sounded like she said soy blah 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 like in Spanish. Mm. I was like, what is this language? <laughs> and when I asked her, I'm like, is there influence from any other region? She's like, no. They just came up with it themselves. That's, it's just the language. Yeah. Unbelievable. And it's um, and uh, the person who spoke it to me, they're from Pretoria, mm-hmm. and. They told me that there's like a very specific like Praetorian dialect for Afrikaans. So that's why um, when she speaks it, that it might sound different than from normal, but it's just fascinating. I, I love it. It's mm. one of the, it's so trippy just to hear, hear what it What does it sound loud. like? I can't even replicate it. You can't? Not I, I, can, I can pull up a video for you. No, it's fine. Yeah, but all white people there speak it. Hmm. The majority, like, if you're um, white in South Africa, it's assumed that you speak uh, Afrikaans. With Arabic, it's like, there's, especially for men, there's, like, the aggressive, like, a lot of Westerners think Arabs mm-hmm. are very aggressive normally, which yeah. is true, um, just in the way they speak. But the also you have the, you have the the feminine Arabic, which is, like, very flowy and, and yeah, beautiful, poetic. It's just, it's just nice and, like, easygoing. Give them an example, Saeed. 
Yeah. Um, okay. An example. Angry Arab versus like flowy. You know. Angry Arab. Uh, you might be thinking about something else, but <laughs> like a flowy Arabic would be like, "Kefak Habibi." You know, like that yeah. kind of stuff. And exactly. Then, like, um, um, for guys, they tend to shorten things. I feel like mm-hmm. they'd be like, "Kefak," you know, <laughs> like that kind of shit. You know, call <laughs> khara. <laughs> like, Kuchara. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Say it, Logan. Say it. Kuchara. <laughs> Kuchara. <laughs> yeah. Or my favorite, Sharmuta. Sharmuta <laughs> is probably my favorite. Or um, the one that you say. I. This is. Isn't this like a really big no-no? Like I should probably not say this. I'll say it. But it's like kos. Oh, kos. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. All the Arabic listeners. Will know that. What does that mean again? Well, thank you, Logan. Now all our Arabic listeners were. <laughs> were they? I'm sorry if I offended. But... Applaud! Applaud now. Oh. <laughs> I mean, every woman has a vagina. Come on. Yeah, oh, is that what it means? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, there That's you all go. All right. It means puss. <laughs> it's anatomy class. Just think about it. You just change one letter. Puss. <laughs> How's it spelled? Uh, K U S. Oh, I thought it was an O. I thought it was like K O S. No. no. Oh, it's interesting. Like, we have so yeah. many Arabic memes. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I, feel like, I feel like all the all the Khalijis out there. <laughs> hey, my boys! <laughs> they look. They're listening and be like this friggin' white piece of shit. When I get fatty, like this kid. Yeah. <laughs> I my boys. I all. <laughs> I do bust out the occasional Mashallah Habibi. <laughs> yeah. Mashallah. I like, I like busting that one out a lot though. I feel like everybody's. You okay need to catch. You need to catch them off guard. That's the most priceless moment. That's the fun one. Yeah, yeah. like like for for example, if someone says like, I don't know. Oh, dude, I got a new car yesterday. He'd be like, Oh, would just be like, Mabruk, Mashallah. You know, be, they they'll get so caught off guard, dude. They'd be like, What the? <laughs> like what? Like <laughs> what? How you know this? <laughs> I just want to learn Arabic because I have so many like Arab friends. Yeah, I feel like it would just be useful. So I know if you guys are talking shit on me, we'll start with. <laughs> okay, dude. We'll start with Khara. <laughs> no. Shit. I think you'll know. You'll know. I know if most somebody, of the swears. Yeah, you know. You know. You'll know if somebody's talking shit uh, well, in Arabic to you. I feel like that's a wrong route to go, dude. We shouldn't teach people how to swear first. No, no. <laughs> those are, those but, that, but that's what everybody learns first. Yeah, like, well, that's kind of true because, like, like we know some, like, um, is it Chinese? I don't know if it is, but Dong so. Oh no, Vietnamese. That's Vietnamese. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Dong me. Like. Dong me. Like. What yeah. does that mean? Like, fuck your mom or something? I think so. Yeah, so, like, like we we all know that. Like, what's one of the... Thanks to comedy. Like, what's one of the main swear words that people know in Spanish? <sighs> Puta. Yeah. Puta! Like, everybody just... Pendejo. Just, yeah, every, yeah, exactly. Everybody knows what those are, yeah. for the most part. So, if they hear if they hear puta or, like, pinche pendejo, like, they know what's... They know somebody's talking shit. Yeah. yeah. You know, at least in SoCal. But, like... <laughs> what does chinga mean? Do you know? Uh, chinga or like chingate, it, chinga it's, like, madre. it's like kind of like fuck. Really? Yeah. Dude, chinga, like chinga tu madre, like that's fuck your, fuck your mom. Wow, I heard that like 4,000 times yesterday. Like <laughs> I was in line and there's like a group of three women. I guess they, they like they just finished their shift or something because they were still in uniform, but they were buying stuff. Yeah. And I just hear, no, tome, no, tome, what the hell? No, I, I meant like, uh, well, they, like, they were saying like a bunch of Spanish words and then chinga, chinga, chinga. I was like, the hell is chinga? You know, like, they're probably saying like, fuck, 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 like, fuck, 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 like what's going on behind me that, that, you know, but, um, but you could feel the energy. That's what's crazy about language. Yeah. You, you can feel, feel the energy, the energy of the word, especially like. That's actually very true. Like, that's pretty cross-cultural, I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is an angry, uh, what is a person that's speaking, oh, what is that language called that they speak in Africa? It sounds like uh, clicks. Swahili. What does an angry Swahili sound like? An angry In clicks? Like the... Yeah. Oh. Um, I don't know. That is Swahili, right? I'm not... I have no fucking clue. Oh, okay. But I don't know. No clue. <laughs> would you like to? Uh, would you like to show us how? I don't know what it sounds like. That's what I'm curious about. I want to hear Take it. Take a guess. No way. <laughs> the clickiness. The, the clicky stuff, right? I think so. If I remember correctly. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, well, the way that Americans have made fun of it, like comedy, like stand-up wise, mm-hmm. has just been all clicks. But I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. I think no. I think there's, there's words for that sure other words. Yeah, yeah. There's words that have a click in it. Exactly. That's all it is. So like when I was growing up, like that's so stupid because it kind of ruined it for me, right? <laughs> like stand-up comedians would just like do it, and then you, they'd be like, 
I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure that's not a fucking like, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just reverting back to Morse code at that point. Like, <laughs> that's some extraterrestrial <laughs> shit, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah, like, what the hell's going on? So yeah, so obviously, if you look it up and just do the th- do your part and actually find out, there's actual words. <laughs> or like, uh, when I found the video and I sent this to Zade of the Anglo-Saxon English, that tripped me out. Yeah. That so there's like out. that whole um. Or like history thing or like history topic that you can talk about where it's like how far back could like an American go or somebody that speaks English and actually be able to understand the language. And it's really not that far for the most part. It's Mm. pretty crazy. Like we would have a hard time back when the country was like starting to form Mm. in terms of communicating. Like it would be semi-difficult for us. And if you go even farther back than that by like a couple hundred, maybe like 100, 150 years, it would be ridiculously difficult. Now, what do you guys think aliens sound like? Do they um, even have a verbal communication? Excluding that argument. Are they... Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. Because, like, now there's the uh, there's the argument that life doesn't have to derive specifically from carbon. There can actually be silicon-based or silicon-based okay. uh, life forms out there. What if they spoke... That's a theory. What if they spoke music or melodies? Well... First off, for I thought of the day. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they speak a language. You obviously. actually could probably do that. Make a language out of musical melodies that are like of a certain length that just connect in a specific I mean, they have way. To, yeah. yeah, they have to have a language. Right? But you got to go back and realize and just think about it. Do they actually even exist? Well, yeah, do they even exist? Yeah. And if know. so, I, th- I think Je- Jeffrey Epstein thinks so. <laughs> Rip. Rip. I thought Trump was going to drop papers on that. <laughs> I heard rumors that when he was first getting into office, he was going to drop, like, all the alien shit. I, I don't yeah. think it's going to happen now, but, like, that was just a rumor. Didn't I, like, he some drop dumb... some shit on JFK? He did. He released some some of the documents. Oh, man. I don't think anybody... Did they even learn anything from that? I haven't heard I any of, like, new yeah. foundings. But if you release them, you can read them, right? I don't think everything was released, though. Like, a lot of it was um, still classified or, like, they crossed it out, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or redacted, however you want to. How far do you think the government can control um, our media? Look at China. Look at South Korea. What? Yeah, great. Or, sorry, point. not South Korea. North Korea. Great point. Right. Great. They can control everything. If yeah. they If they have control over the media, then they have control over people's yeah, beliefs. But I'm saying, like, what are they telling news channels, for example? You know actually, I, mean? I disagree. Like, are they threatening them with something? Where it's just like you have to oblige. It's probably yeah, it's the assimilator. Get the shit beaten out of you, or your family dies. At least in North Korea. In North Korea. Yeah. Or get well, no, no, in the U.S. Well, in the U.S. I'm talking about in the U.S. Oh. I think it's mainly like, about self-interest and money. I don't. I don't no, know. Well, think about this too. Are you talking about with the internet? Uh, the reason why they would privatize it is for self-interest and money, or like make it for a no, national. No, like to his point, like if they don't spread a certain narrative, they don't get paid. Yeah. Because if you look at all of them, they're usually only one. Like it's never the full truth. Yeah, it's it's always like either it's always on the far just left one direction. Right. Are you talking right? about it's, in like China and North Korea? No, I'm talking about here in the U.S. Buddy, we're speaking just about the U.S. Okay, yeah, okay, just about sorry. the U.S. I just I just want to make sure that's clear <laughs> because I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, like, no, I'm I'm talking about like for example, the news that gets like fed to us, right? Um, if you were to go to any other news source, it's always going to be different everywhere. Okay. There's okay, never yes. the truth. And then that makes it very hard to find the root of like what the truth put is. Like just put up CNN on one screen and Fox News on, yeah. the, on the next. And then it goes, to, like at that point, I'd rather be friends from some, someone somewhere that lives there and then just tell me the, the, the damn details. No, that's so true. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like seriously. I'm not going to trust a news source anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the, Nobody does complete these BS. And uh, what I'm saying is that who controls that? Like, for example, um, I was reading an article about, like, why Fox is Fox mm-hmm. and why they're very, like, directional and just give false information. And I feel like like no one that works there is fucking stupid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're doing this on purpose. But I feel like there's a bigger head, which I think is the government, obviously playing. The government doesn't control Fox News. That's like, a, that's illegal what, as hell. Like they can't. Do yeah, that. but what I'm what I'm saying is, what if they did? But we just don't know. Like indirectly, uh, like threats. They, they have or some crap. I don't get. You know that what would I mean? be a huge story. No, no, I think it's That'd be an I enormous think, story. Yeah, but what? But what if it is a big story? But they're hiding that story. You can't hide that. Journal journalists wouldn't stand for that, in mm. my opinion. Okay. 
But what if they're killing off all these journalists? Well, what blows me oh, away? Shoot. Well, we know oh. Hillary is. <laughs> well, what blows me is for real though. <laughs> Facts. But like, but like, um, so we're talking like a lot about Fox News right now. But what about CNN, the Washington Post, and like literally every other news media or mm-hmm. news source? And I'm not like I don't lean either way. I'm just looking at it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, I think even the Washington Post or Vice, one of the two, I know they're two totally different things, but they wrote a doc or an article about this. And it was how there was the projections for the 2016 election. Was it 26 or sorry, no, the 20, 20. Yeah, 2016. 2016. Yeah. yeah. For there was the uh, all the election maps that came out that's like Hillary's going to blow them out of the water, this and that, and none of them were true about the ones Hil- like about having Hillary blow Trump out was of the water. Was that a projection? The real projections were actually like pretty 50-50. Like it was like either one state was one or two states were going to be the deciding factor. Yeah. And um all all the big uh, news media sources chose to put out the one where it was like Hillary wins by a landslide because they thought it would be supporting their cause. Mm-hmm. And in actuality it just turned out that it damaged it because not as many people went out to vote. Mm. It's what human beings do. It's like we're just looking out for what's best for us and sometimes people take that too far. Yeah, they were literally acting in self-interest. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. And I mean... So I don't I don't necessarily think that the government is in control of, uh, of the media. It's just people who are on the far right and far left who have somehow managed to rise to the top of that hierarchy. Hmm. I don't know. I, I think it's honestly... I think there's a another underlying issue going on. And Joe Rogan had a reporter on his podcast who talked about it. And it's not necessarily about fact-checking. It's about getting it out there first. Because if yeah. you get it out there first, that's usually going to be the one that gets the most initial clicks. The so they don't baby. check all of their facts before they put them out. Hmm. And everybody's guilty of this. Fox is guilty, CNN, mm-hmm. Washington Post. Who have, like they're all. Everybody does this now because that's, that's just the new medium. And then they go back and fix it once after, or after everybody's read through the entire thing. Uh-huh. That's actually terrifying. Yeah. It's really horrifying. <laughs> so that's why the news sources that you should probably trust the most are ones that wait a little bit to put it out. Like the 2 a.m. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or like, or my, my favorite dude is um, Philip DeFranco on YouTube. Like he mm. covers stories very well for the most part. I'll have to check that Yeah, because it's like a week and a half after. That and he's got like, he's got researchers. I think he's got like four or five of them now mm-hmm. for every episode. And they do, that's all they do all day is just fact check themselves. That's, dude, that's great. I know. Watch that's that right why, now. that's why I love his show. Philip DeFranco. No, we need more of that shit. Yeah, for real. He's one of the best to do it, in my opinion. I'm shocked he hasn't been offered a, like a TV show or maybe he has and he just turned it down. I don't Possibly. know. Because it seems like as a newscaster, he'd probably be somebody that like a radio station would want. Yeah. Especially for millennials and stuff like that to draw them in. Mm. Yeah. But I think we're coming up to a, a rap here. Yeah. Um, I think what do you, what, what do you have to say? Are we talking about a crunch wrap or are we talking about we're done? Yeah, I'm, talk, I'm talking about a both. <laughs> Supreme. We need to wrap this up so we can get my crunch wrap. <laughs> I feel yeah. Good. All right. So once again, everybody, we come to the end, episode 12. Thank you for tuning in. Or is it's it 13? It's 13. 13, I apologize. Yeah. I'm sorry. Jamie episode. fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie. Jamie, go to your corner. <laughs> God damn it, Jamie. Um, sorry. Thank you for joining us for episode 13. Um, you can find the 2AM podcast on uh, platforms such as Spotify, uh, Apple. Apple pod, or Apple Podcasts, uh, Anchor.fm, soon to be coming to YouTube. Yep. Um, Thank you very much. It's been Logan. Said. Zaid. Thanks Logan. for tuning into the yeah, 2AM podcast, everybody. We'll see you later. Later. We'll be back. Peace. Episode number 14. That was good. Pissed out of